my watch. I said what I said. Not on my watch. I'll crush you so badly, you'll regret the rest of your life. Who the hell are you? That's for PC people, I'm not PC. The thing is, if you come to me, you're just gonna get gathered. Because no, I'm not having it, John. Adam or whoever that tells you are. Coming up today on The Gathering Podcast. You're saying I have to, I'm taking diet pills. You have diet pills and you're not losing weight. Please, this is a public service fucking announcement. Can you please understand and let this thing sink all the fucking weight into you? Mm-hmm. We don't all want to be light skinned. Right. Hi guys and welcome back to The Gathering. We are now on episode two. I have my lovely co-host Shay. Hi guys, how are you doing? Hey. First of all, I want to say thank you for 4,701 listens. Yes, 4,700. On our first episode, we didn't have no promotion. It was literally word of mouth. It was you guys, ten a friend to ten a friend. And we've loved the feedback we've got. And we know we're waiting for the next episode. So here we are. Here we are. Right. So after the calm down, after the royal wedding, we are now addressing mental health. So as most of you know, or most of you should know, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yep. And in general, people from the black community and ethnic minorities in general are more likely to be diagnosed with a mental health problem. They're more likely to be diagnosed and admitted to hospital. They're also more likely to experience a poor outcome from treatment. And most importantly, they're more likely to disengage from mainstream mental health services leading to social exclusion and a deterioration in their mental health. Now, my thing is, is if you have a toothache, you go to the dentist. If you hurt yourself, you go to the doctors. Mm-hmm. The minute we start having mental problems, we sit down and want it to solve itself. Yeah. And I don't know why we do it. Because they don't go away. Yeah. What do you think? I completely agree with that. Um, I think the problem is we have so many stresses in this world that we live in now that men- your mental well-being is almost put to one side and it's almost the last thing that you consider because you know that oh if my ankle was broken or sprained i have to go to the doctors because i have to get to work and if if the doctor doesn't give me something for it and bandage it and make it feel better i now have the stresses of what's going to happen at work if i'm not there because i sprained my ankle so i think I think you're really right. Like that analogy really does make a lot of sense. And it's unfortunate as well that people don't take their mental health more seriously because it is just as important as any other function of your body. If not more so because your brain is like, is is the hub of your body, you know? Mm-hmm. What I will say is I think people don't take their mental health seriously. People around people don't take others' mental health problems seriously as well. Yeah, I agree. And it just leads into it being a mess and it leads into there being a stigma. The last point that said it makes you disengage from mainstream mental health services and leads to social exclusion. I'm going to share a real life story. Um, when I was 21 years old, I developed what I now know is body dysmorphia. And I literally walk around saying to everyone, I'm so skinny, I'm so skinny, um, no, I'm so fat, sorry. I'm so fat, I was not fat, I was a size 10. And, people and you still to, are now. People would play it off as banter. It went for two years this way, where um, I was complaining about my weight. And then when I was 23, I woke up one day and I said, I'm not eating no more. 
And it wasn't wow. it wasn't a thing where I, I suddenly stopped. I went slowly and I cut out food. I woke up and I stopped eating. And what I did develop um, was full-blown anorexia. And that was the worst year of my life. Wow. I excluded myself socially. So if I saw friends and friends that I was skinny, they got locked off. It got to a point where all I was seeing was my man and going to work. Yeah. When I got to work one day and one of my colleagues pulled me to the side and he said, what is going on with you? You're so skinny. I stopped going to work. I was like, all right, you don't want to know my business now. I'm not going to work. I just wow. stayed in my house all day. And I literally just would play games with myself where I would see how long I could go for without eating. You could join a forum. I had stacked up on lollipops when I was feeling lightheaded. Um, and I had anxiety attacks. I had paralysis in my sleep. And no one took it seriously. I went home yeah. and my brother was chatting some rubbish to me because he thinks he knows it all. He, he accused me of being on diet pills and my mum co-signed him. And I was like, you lot don't have a clue what is what going on in my that? life. Yeah. And I looked at my mum like, you're saying I have to, I'm taking diet pills. You have diet pills and you're not losing weight. So <laughs> no. <laughs> I hear the light shade and the yeah, seriousness. I at her because she had all the diet things in the world and they weren't working for you, but you just brushed off as that. And then, you know what? They all got locked off as well. It took me seeing someone on the mm-hmm. high street, a guy that I knew, and I thought he didn't see me, I thought, back, fuck, I dodged him. Yeah. And then he called on my friends, and he said to my friends, your friend, is something's wrong with her, I don't know what it is, I've seen her stay on the high street, she don't look well. And then my friend came to my house that day, she opened the door, and we cried on the doorstep. But even then, when she wow. came, she still didn't know what was wrong what with me. What was wrong, No yeah. one wanted to face the issue, and I literally had to come out and say, I haven't been eating. Yeah. And that was that, and that's why, when I say, you need to get things fixed. If you have a broken leg and you're walking on your broken leg for two years, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're always gonna have a limp. Yeah. And what I will say is seven years down the line, I still struggle with my body image and my body and my eating. And I still have to pull myself out of periods where I'd say, I don't wanna eat again. Like, yeah. like my, my, my size eight skirt is too tight. No, I'm not trying to be a size 10. Yeah. So I will starve again. And that's why I say we need to take our mental health seriously. seriously you don't yeah. want it to develop into a permanent life issue. You don't want to be living with this. You don't want to be living with it. So yeah. I think as soon as the thoughts come into your head, you need to go into the somewhere, the doctors, the therapy. You need to just go and get yourself help. Help, yeah. Okay, so firstly, me and Re have been friends for a long time. And mm. this is something that I actually didn't know about at all. I'm finding this out along with you guys. So first of all, like, I think the first thing is I completely acknowledge what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that you had to go through something like that. Body dysmorphia is something that I personally take very seriously. I haven't, mm-hmm. I would never, I mean, I, I think I have very average expectations, like not expectations, reactions to weight issues that most mm-hmm. women have. But I can't imagine what it would feel like to have it in such an extreme way and to deal with it in that way. And I think the other um, thing that I will say is that, you know, in the black community, we're not as sensitive Mm -hmm. to mental health issues. So when you say it's not just yourself not taking it seriously, but it's also people around you, I completely agree with that. Because I feel like what ends up happening is they either respond in a way where they back away because they don't know how to deal with it, which when I go into like my own issues, I'll I'll I will I'll go further into that aspect because that's what I've faced. Or there's the other side where they get upset and I think when they get upset, it's a lack of understanding. Totally. They don't get what you're going through. So for them, they feel like, 
oh, you're just being silly because they're afraid as well. There's fear attached to that. So I think lack of understanding and fear is what drives people to be dismissive of real issues. And the problem is, it's unfortunate because the reality of the situation is that that's the time where you need people to rally around you the most. And I think body dysmorphia is such a serious issue because it speaks for your mental health, but it also affects your body. You know what I mean? So not only are you dealing with something mentally, not only are you isolating yourself, not only are you feeling down, not only are you battling depression, but you're also now having eat an eating disorder on top of that. So I think it's so complex in that sense. And I think it's people don't realise as well with body dysmorphia that you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing something completely different from what everybody else is seeing. And people say, stop being so silly or yeah, so skinny. Just but that's eat. not it. No, stop. I hate when people tell me to just eat. Don't do that. Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Like, literally, you can't invite me out to eat un- unplanned because I need to go to the gym. I need to have my laxity. Leave me the hell alone. It's not so yeah. simple as telling someone to just eat. Like, yeah. And some people have different standards of what they consider slim or what they consider yeah. beautiful. But don't try and push that on someone else. Yeah. What it made me do is just lock you off. Like, I don't want to talk shit about it. Yeah. You clearly don't understand. I'm going to my room to go and starve myself. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that anymore, but that's what I used to do. Like, yeah. I just used to go away from you because you think, oh, you're just being silly. Just, just, just go and eat something. No. What? That's not it. And I think even for me, like, a lot of the time when I see like women in public mostly women because it's hard like i know these like let me say this i know these type of disorders do also affect men i'm not saying that they don't obviously the numbers are far smaller in comparison but when i do see women on the street who i know they're definitely battling some kind of eating disorder i do look at them and i can sympathize with them I'm not the type of person that will say to someone, just go and eat because I don't believe it's that simple. I'm very sympathetic to what goes on, how the power of the mind, let's remember that. Mm. The mind is such a powerful thing. Your your brain can tell you that something is there that isn't there at all. Let's, let's realize that. Your brain can get you to a place where you're hallucinating that you're seeing or experiencing something that you're not experiencing. So you can only imagine if you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing this image of yourself that isn't actually reality. It's easy for someone to believe that. I think the problem with the black community is that we we have such little experience with these issues that we don't know how to actually address them. And that's what it is. We need to begin to learn how to address these type of issues, what to say and what not to say. That's number one. When you approach somebody and you know that this person is dealing with um, some type of mental disorder, some type of mental health issue, regardless of whether it's body dysmorphia, schizophrenia, however the hell you say it, bipolar, mm-hmm. manic depression, mm-hmm. which is obviously bipolar as well. Like, whatever it is, just know what to say and what not to say. I hear people say ignorant shit like, oh, why would someone want to kill themselves? I think that's so stupid. I think that's so selfish. And I hear that pro- predominantly from black people. You know what they've been through. Do you know their story? Do you even know what has gotten that person to that place? Why they feel like they want to take their life? Are you even considering the fact that the person is vulnerable in that moment? And when they're hearing you say that, it makes it even worse. You're actually adding to to that person's dismay. Like, it's extremely disorientating to be dealing with suicidal thoughts. I know, I'm speaking from experience. It's so... It's such... It's, it's something that people don't realise. It's not selfish. In fact... 
is a very difficult decision to make, especially if you're a religious person. I'm religious. So for me to, to have arrived at that place where I felt like, you know what? There's actually no other way. I cried. Like I cried out to God and I said to him, God, please provide me a way out because this isn't actually the solution that I want. So for people to sit there and say, oh, it's so stupid, it's selfish, just get over it. That's ridiculous to me. I think it's a last resort for some people. It is a last resort. Finished to want to not be here anymore. Exactly. I can't imagine not wanting to not be here anymore. Mm -hmm. Some days are hard. Some days I'm like, I just want to pack it all in. But to just want to take your life to say no, I don't think it's selfish. I think that someone's going through something and they need a way out. Yeah. Like literally, to go and jump off a bridge, to go and jump in front of a train, you just... What yeah. must be going through your mind to wake it's up not an and easy walk way out to the train station? Exactly. And knowing that you're going to do this, like literally, like what must be going through their mind to kill your whole family? Mm-hmm. Like we really need to sit back and question it rather than just make a snap decision. Oh, that was very selfish of her. She could, if she wants to kill herself, she'd have killed herself. Why should she do it to her children? Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what she's gone through in this life. And she, maybe she doesn't want her children to go through this thing called life. Yeah. So she took them with her. That's it. I just think we need to have better understanding. Yeah. Just be a bit Acknowledgement. Cautious. I think acknowledging that everybody's going through. The funny thing is that if you actually sit down and talk to people, people don't even, a lot of people don't even have it as well put together as they would like you to think. Some people are actually living life on the edge. Like they're literally, every day is a different day for them. It's so when like people like, let's say Jennifer Lewis, who was on the breakfast club and she was talking to Charlemagne and she was saying that she's bipolar. And I noticed that when she was, when, when, when bipolar, (laughs) well, yeah, Charlemagne is bipolar. When Charlemagne brought, (laughs) sorry, when Charlemagne brought up the whole bipolar thing, I think he was thinking of it as type two and she even had to quickly break it down to him that no, 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 I'm, I'm not suffering from hallucinations and voices in my head. I'm actually suffering from depression is what it is. It's manic depression. So it's like you have highs and you have lows. Your highs are so high that you feel like you can do anything at any time. You've got it made. You're going places. No one can stop you. And your lows are like, you want to turn off the light, lay on the floor and just curl up into a ball and not even speak to anyone. And as someone who has actually dealt with that, I've dealt with that for years and years and years. And I remember the first time I ever dealt with it, I was around 21. And I remember just feeling like, you know what? I didn't know what it was at the time. I had no idea it's what I was dealing with. I just thought this was just me. And it had started when I was around 15 and I got over it really quickly because I was young and there was so much going on. But when I got to that point, I wasn't in uni yet. I was working, but I wasn't doing anything really productive and it started to get to me. And I just had those days where I was really happy, high, everything's going amazing. I'm having such a good time. Life is great. I'm young. And then like, just like that at the drop of a hat, it would just switch. And I would just want to be by myself. I would isolate myself. I would close the door behind me, turn off the light. There were times, it actually got to a place where my mother couldn't find me and she called the police because Mm -hmm. I was in my house for like a week in the dark. And no, I turned my phone off. At the time I was like living by myself, obviously. So, you know, there was, there was no one to yeah. like come and find me or anything. People would come and knock on the door. My friends were coming to my house, like knocking on the door and they couldn't get, like no one was there. And then finally when I came out, 
I remember like getting in my car and I went to like the supermarket or something and I came back and there was like, um, the police had left like a little <laughs> slip. Oh my gosh. The police had left a little slip and sorry, but a cat just, a black cat just jumped onto the window ledge and I swear that's the devil tried to come true. <laughs> but yeah, so I had like, the police had left a slip saying, please call us, which we, we came to do um, um, a safeguarding call out. And one of my neighbors had gone and checked with my neighbors and one of my neighbors had said that they'd seen me. And then, you know, everyone was just like, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? And for me, it was like, my family were really sympathetic to, towards what I was going through, but they didn't understand it. So no one sat down and spoke to me. The, like, I know they care, but they just did not know how to process anything True. and what to say. And that's the problem. I felt like I would have actually benefited from, cause I did get a lot of um, like help with that. I saw a psychiatrist, a, psych- a psychiatrist and a, psych- a psychiatric nurse. And I remember like seeing them and in my head now in hindsight, and you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I thought actually I would have benefited from someone, from someone coming to talk to me and my family because some of my issues were coming from them as well as myself, you know? It's true. I think therapy helps. And even one of my friends, I was talking to her, she's just come out of a breakup. And you know what she said to me? She was like, Re, I'm going to go and get therapy because these things, we need we need to get help for them. Even I've been through like a tricky situation for the past couple of months. And she was like, you need to go and talk to someone. I think yeah. sometimes as people, you come out of like five-year relationships and they just end. And then we, we just want to sit in our houses, start wearing less and going out more to fix ourselves. Yeah. We don't talk to no one, but... You think about the five years, and when you deep it, you think about what the fuckery that's gone on in this fucking relationship. Yeah, it's yet. true. Why are we not talking to people? And I think white people do it all the time. We laugh at them. Look at them going yeah. for counselling, but they're getting their minds right. Exactly. We're sitting here, and we meet someone new, and then we think about the fuckery that we went on in our last relationship. Yeah. I can't deal with no more fuckery. Like if I, yeah. if, if I've got one more relationship left in me, and I will have a mental breakdown. I don't have any more. <laughs> I'll kill someone. Honestly, like literally, like I'll snap. I think I'll actually snap. I've gotten to that place where I've dealt with enough. And you're so right. Like, I think that's the other thing. Like, toxic relationships. I was in a toxic relationship. And it was, it was, it wasn't even toxic to the point where it was like, it wasn't verbally abusive and it wasn't physically abusive, but it was emotionally abusive. And I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now, yeah, you can get your ass beat. You can get called bitch cunt all of the disgusting shit that can come out of someone's mouth but i'm telling you when someone taps into your emotions and plays with your mind like that shit is so fucked up and now when i think about it i think i had to do self inventory and self therapy i self medicated to get myself out of that. And even now, I'm pretty sure there's there's remnants of that left in me. Hence why I'm now saying that another nigga fuck with me, I'm going to snap. Do you know there's actually a film where, I can't remember the name of the film, but the woman has gone through so much toxic things in her life and she says to him, don't play with me. Do not play, don't with, play me. with me. I've yeah. been through all of this. Do it to another woman. Yeah. He did it to her. She killed him and she got found not guilty with murder. Oh my gosh. Like, because she had a It's a crime him, of passion. Don't do this to me. Yeah. And she killed him because she couldn't take it no more. Yeah. So that's... We just need to get our mental health, health checked out. together, yeah. And I honestly do... And, think- oh, by the way, we're not saying that physical abuse is not as serious as emotional. I think they're all... They, they can be all just as serious as each other. I have a family member that went through verbal and 
emotional abuse mm-hmm. from her ex-husband and she went to therapy and I was so proud of her when she when she actually came out and said because we said how did you deal with you know the divorce she said I went to therapy and I wish I wish I'd had that in my mind to go to therapy because I went through I never blamed myself I I knew it wasn't my fault but I still didn't feel satisfied with the resolution in the end but I guess the res- the, the vindication came from walking away but yeah and what I will say is that I honestly don't think anyone cares about the mental health of black people or people of colour. I don't think we have anyone out there that cares. I mean, there was a documentary on BBC Three called Being Black and Going Crazy. And it was by someone, I'm not going to name him, but he's got some sort of clout on Twitter and, on, and Instagram as well. So Being Black and oh, Going Crazy. He? Yeah. Do you know the person that did this documentary? Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was basically exploring mental health amongst black people in the UK mm-hmm. and why black people are more likely to be diagnosed with mental health conditions and being sectioned and so forth. Yeah. And this is why I'm saying no one takes black mental health seriously because this same show person for black mental health had a tweet like this. A lighty can set me up any day. I'll forgive her. I dare a dark skin thing to try. I'll get to her pitch if I was captain of the Titanic. We'd let lighties on the lifeboats first. Dark, dark skin girls get to go on after men. First of all, how fucking dare you? You do not go on the BBC and talk about being black and going crazy and in the same breath of air come for a dark skinned woman. Do you not, do you know what? I'm, I'm tired of dark skinned women being used as a platform to drag and then we now realize we did wrong and best yourself of dragging a dark skinned woman. It's not happening. These same tweets like this can drive a dark woman crazy. Yeah. Everyone needs to be careful about what they say. When this documentary came out, I couldn't wait to watch it because I was like, yes, let's explore. Yeah. Let's talk about the big exactly. issue, which is mental health. Especially where you're people. someone who's actually gone through... He's gone through some, it. No, as in, even yourself. Like, you've oh, actually yeah. gone um, through something I, like that. I was like, I'm ready to watch this. But then you, you sit down on Twitter... And I think he dragged dark women for five years, dragging the same black people that you wanted to explore the mental health. The same people that you no wanted to cares. actually give exposure no, no, to. No one cares. You, like, you have a platform, you did that. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. I can't, take, I can't even take that documentary Sorry, seriously. hold on, hold on. As someone that actually works in entertainment, I need to ask this. Did, did they continue doing projects with I, him? I don't know because I, I became so disinterested after that. But my thing is... I'll be uh, very surprised because uh, the BBC what, after know After seeing how his to... tweets about dark-skinned women... I know I didn't care for the documentary because I feel like everything that you've done in that documentary is bullshit. Like, you don't yeah. care about black people because someone that cares about black people is not going to go on Twitter to start dragging dark-skinned women. And colorism, and it's a big part of mental health. There could be dark-skinned women who are sitting there True. thinking, I've not got hair because of the color of my skin. Yeah. And it can drive them into depression. Exactly. And you have had depression. Your tweets can make a dark-skinned woman depressed. What the fuck is wrong with you? I think, do you know what it is? The problem is you have a lot of irresponsible people who are on social media using their platform for fuckeries. They're not using it responsibly. They're using it to tell jokes, clown people, and they're refusing to take life seriously. And guess what? When you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. So it might be fun and jokes. Do you know what? So we actually spoke about this before and I pieced together an open letter to this person and to whoever else thinks like this person. So I'm going to read through it as quickly as possible because it's a little bit lengthy. Right. What makes me most angry about such comments is what they do to the mental well-being of young dark-skinned girls who are impressionable and whose lives revolve around social media. Did you even think about that? 
I'm not personally offended because he wasn't talking about me. I've always chosen to not allow myself to be associated with any negative connotations about dark-skinned women because in my world, they don't exist and they're completely untrue and unfounded. We're beautiful women. We are the most exotic, dark chocolate. I'm not talking about anybody else in this instance. I'm just saying, I think dark-skinned women are beautiful because that's how I have been raised. But remember when you black men laugh and find this type of discrimination comedic and even worse, agree with it, you're only laughing at yourselves. The dark-skinned girl that you laugh at today could be the dark-skinned daughter that you have to raise tomorrow. Genetics are not guaranteed and that's especially to you dark-skinned men. We are not the victims, you are. Notice how it's always the darkest who throw the most hate around. It's about their low self-esteem and feelings of inadequacy and being lesser than. Hurt people hurt people. They feel so low and the easiest way to make themselves feel better is to deflect onto what they, what the world views as weaker than them, women. More so, dark-skinned women. We're, the, we're at the bottom of the totem pole, let's be real. This is what happens when you spend your time chasing clout and seeking validation from everywhere, including strangers on the internet, except for yourself. So because you can't stand your own reflection in the mirror, that's a dark-skinned woman's fault. No way. Go and deal with those demons that are doing you and leave us alone. We're good. And we've been good. The only time we're not good is when we're under attack for no reason. So fuck you. My thing is... I'm done. My thing is a message to anyone, black, white, Asian. If you have a problem or you feel to need to drag someone that is of your own race, what you look in the mirror, your own reflection, then I honestly believe that that's also a mental issue. And I, it is. And I want you to go and get therapy. Get help. Dark-skinned men, black men, dragging dark-skinned women. And I'm not saying you have to like them or want to be in a relationship no. with them. You can have your preference, be into what you want, but you don't have to drag the dark-skinned women down. Yeah. That is a mental health issue. It is. And I feel like a lot of men, I'm, and I'm reaching for the men because... My because you're the you're them. the ones that there, are the, there are the forefront rooted issues yeah and in the black community mm-hmm. and i will hear a lot of women discussing exes and they'll be like he he wasn't well he ain't right i say it about someone that i've dated i, I yeah. sit here and say he ain't well and i'm not even saying that to be like malicious mm-hmm. but when i sit back and look at how our relationship was you're not well yeah and i just feel like you need to get and, help go and get help the same way black people have a problem with going to the clinic yeah anything that leads to stigma they don't want to do it yeah but these are things you need to take seriously because as i said i let mine rise for two years and yeah. now it's probably irreparable yeah you lot want to carry on with these thoughts in your head yeah it's going to be irreparable yeah and then you're going to be done i think do you know what let me let me say this what this is what i've kind of taken from this whole issue that and i'm going to address the dark-skinned men because the dark-skinned men that think that way, mainly because I don't really care about what light-skinned men think. We we don't, they're not allies of dark-skinned women, so I'm not really caring too much about their their perception. We don't really cross paths too much with them, and they don't really have much to say about us anyway. Mm. And um, light-skinned women, I'll get onto you after I'm done with the dark-skinned men. Dark-skinned men, I feel like, a lot of your a lot of it is to do less to do with us and obviously more to do with them like i just said you like i just said in that um that open letter and i think the reason why is because i think it's how the world treats you and how the world perceives you you guys are perceived as criminals thugs even when you're wearing a suit 
you can be driving a nice car with a nice job and even wearing a suit at that time and get pulled over and still be treated like a 16 year old who had weed and a knife in his pocket so the reality is i know what your position is in this world and i know how you're viewed and guess what as a black woman and many other black women and i'm not talking about complexion there's women across the whole spectrum who have had your backs in regards to that so for me i just kind of feel like it's more about you guys trying to prove something to an imaginary person because if you're trying to prove it to white men they don't give a fuck they don't care if you don't like dark-skinned women if you're trying to prove it to yourselves you're lying to yourselves because you know that's a lie you know for a fact there's no way that a dark-skinned man can be good looking and a dark-skinned woman not be good looking that doesn't even make sense because if you look exactly the same that means if you're saying dark-skinned women are unattractive then you two are unattractive and we all know that's not true dark-skinned men are beautiful I love them. I love dark skin my men. Damn weakness. Six that is and above. <sighs> I'm off my pants. Listen, six, <laughs> six four, tall, dark, all of that. Love it. And I'm not even an angry black woman. I'm not. That's an angry the worst part. Woman. That's the other thing. Don't label us as angry because we're trying to just don't don't listen to respond. Listen to actually understand because the reality is when we speak about these issues, and this is one part of the reason why I don't really speak openly about these issues, is because you guys can be so dismissive. You don't want to hear it when we're telling mm. you what it is on our side and on our end. You seem to think it's always an attack, and it's not. And listen, not. a hit dog will holler. A hit dog will holler. If it applies, if it applies, reply. If it doesn't apply, don't reply. You don't have to get upset at every little thing that's said. It doesn't necessarily mean that you as a whole of black men are under attack. We're just stating our experience. You can't dismiss somebody else's experience. It's the same thing as when black people are talking about racism and then a white person walks in and says, no, that's not how racism is. It's like this. Well, how the hell would you know? You've never experienced it. Shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down. If you've never been a black woman in any space at all, you you have no right to dismiss anything we're saying. When black men stand there and they tell us about their experiences and they're like, this is what I went through and this is what I went through. We have your backs. Literally. We get angry. We get more pissed than you do. I ride But when we man, we say, look, that white guy over there is disrespecting me and da-da-da-da. Oh, what did you do? What did you say? Did you have an attitude with him? Don't. That's what I hate. Do you know what? I Don't ride do out that shit. Black, I ride out for my black man. I am your biggest fan. Like, literally, I see a guy getting stopped in his car and I'm slow walking, thinking, do I need to get involved? Do I need to record? Every, every time, not just black men, anyone black in general, if I see yeah. any injustice going out on the street, I'm ready to back you. Like, literally, I'm not an angry black woman. <laughs> Hold on, we've actually gone off topic here, by the way. We were talking. <laughs> yeah, so we've gone off topic, yeah, but the whole subject is... Wait, yeah. Just... But, yeah, so to really just finish off what I was saying in terms of, like, the whole dark skin issue, I think, you know, dark skin men you guys need to acknowledge the fact that you are some of the biggest culprits. And I'm talking about all dark-skinned men. I'm talking about the ones that have an issue with dark-skinned women. You can date whomever you want to date. You can have your preferences. But your preference should have nothing to do with the degrading of dark-skinned women. We, If you are so bothered about us to the point where you have to mention us every time you want to date a Becky or you want to date a Lighty, well, then my thing is that you're clearly obsessed. You're clearly bothered and we're probably where you really want to be at but maybe you was rejected and now you're feeling a type of way bad experience this is why exactly. I say therapy is important therapy please this is why I say no matter what relationship you bring it back to mental health this is why no matter what you go in life 
If you've been through something toxic, if you've been through something difficult, go and sort your head out because this exactly. is where these things come from. Yeah. I remember listening to a guy called Felipe on Vanessa Phelps' radio oh, show. God. And his passion, his dislike for black women was so deep-rooted. I remember one of the callers said that she yeah. feels sorry for the white woman he's going out with because yeah. you don't like white women. You don't like white women. You're so angry, angry at black women. Yeah. Like that you're dating white women. Mm-hmm. Felipe needs to go and get therapy for whatever black woman put him, put his yeah. ass through some toxic shit. I'm sorry, Felipe, if that happened to you, but you didn't get therapy and now you're running around like a madman on radio sh- shows talking shit. Exactly. So I just think, everyone, <laughs> we all need to get our heads sorted out and I yeah. feel like... Even that guy, even this same guy, like, this same mental... He clearly, I feel like he's had very negative experiences with dark-skinned women. He has. And I don't know where he comes from, but maybe wherever he comes from, he feels like he wants to detach himself from that. And the best way to do that is to degrade the women who look like where he comes from so that he can now be associated with something else because he feels like he's lesser than. I don't it know. It sounds like he has serious issues. And obviously, he has mental health issues, which I think probably I think play into depression, that. But my thing is with this person Well, there you go. He needs to deal with that. You're either here for the mental health cause you're not. I feel like or it's the not. same person yeah. that you want to find out the deep roots of mental health. But if black women are start to start coming out and owning their mental health issues you probably drag them on twitter as well yeah exactly there you go that's that that's it and you know what like i feel like okay i won't go too much into this but i feel like you know the whole some light-skinned women not all light-skinned women definitely not because i i have light-skinned friends and i have light-skinned aunts and cousins and stuff and my older sister is very light-skinned as well but some light-skinned women they play into this whole um dark skin thing and they told like obviously the Maya jammers and all of them they do play into that because it's beneficial to them steph london it's beneficial to them but the problem is you can benefit from something without having to also join in with the heckling yeah. and the throwing salt on people and putting people down and stuff you can actually just be yourself without having to do all of that but it's the validation that they're given by these men who are saying it that makes them feel comfortable to go ahead and say it as well and to put them down. But my thing is that you, especially for the ones that are out there, Steph London and um, Maya Jama, you have a fan base and your fan base includes young, impressionable, dark-skinned girls. What the fuck do you think they're going to feel like when you guys are out here tweeting shit about dark-skinned women. And I don't care how long ago it was. That doesn't matter to me. I don't care how old you were. Because guess what? They said, what, Maya was, what, 21? Or something like that when she was tweeting that. They said it was four whatever years ago. Well, when I was 21, I was living on my own, paying rent, driving, and doing everything that I needed to do as a responsible adult. My so if I was night, able to do... Night. Thank you. She was on the You're a grown-ass fucking woman. You should podcast. know better than that. At 21 years old, you know better. If you're talking about a 10-year-old... Maybe I can agree that they've got space to grow and learn. But where you're talking about someone who's a grown adult, you're not a baby and we're not going to baby you. You're wrong and you shouldn't have done that. I don't give a fuck what you think. I don't care because my I thing is that you're not the judge of what anybody I looks like. I don't want to like. hear from you, my Jamal. No one gives a fuck. You're on a podcast this week talking about colorism. Oh, was my she girl, trying to save herself? If those tweets didn't Bitch, get resurrected, why? would you have taught, Would you have brought the topic up? My thing is, yeah, you people need to not. stop using dark women as a stepping stone and, and something that you learn from. Don't come for us in the first place. And what I will there say is that I, 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 I don't 
see a light-skinned person as a threat to me or better yeah. than me. I wake Thank up every you. day. I'm black girl magic. I'm a black queen. I walk. I work in the city and I get all races trying to move to me on a fucking daily basis, yeah. I love my melanin That's very it. much. Get it, girl. And I've never even looked at myself, get it, girl. yeah, as someone that can't do something because I'm dark-skinned. There and I'm go. just so happy where I work. It's all about brains and hiring the best people. There you go. They ain't trying to hire the latest, the, the lightest shade of the, the person. Nah. So I think there's so much more to this life in the, yeah. um, the creative industry and the music industry. Yeah. Y'all can go and have your light skin privilege, but let me tell you this year, coming to my work environment, you've never survived. You didn't have the brain cells to do so. <laughs> Good night. But you know what? That's the issue. Like, that's another thing that really irritates me. When black girls say that we're comfortable, in who, like dark skin girls, we're comfortable in who we are, for us who are very confident and we're, we're happy in our skin, people don't believe us. They think we're lying. They think we're covering it up. Too much. Please understand. Please, 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 please. This is a public service fucking announcement. Can you please understand and let this thing sink all the fucking way into you? Mm-hmm. We don't all want to be light skinned. Right. I'm happy being who I am. I've never desired to be light-skinned. You know what I mean? Not even a day in my life. On my mother's side, everybody's light with long hair and did it. Well, no, actually, that's that's a lie. My mum has light sisters. My grandmother had long hair and she was very fair and my sister's very fair. I have never had a... Do you know how proud I am to look like the woman that I look like? I am so happy. Like, even when some of my aunts look at me and they say to me, oh my gosh, because we come from um, a certain tribe and I look like a very typical woman from our tribe. Do you know how much pride I take? And we're very dark. Not very dark, but we're dark. I wish I was darker. We have, like, we're tall very Amazonian, we're curvy. Like, I'm so satisfied with the way that I look. And that's mm. even not even based off of how other people perceive me or how men perceive me. I don't even give... That's so secondary. I'm happy in my own skin. I may have flaws in terms of, oh, I want to lose weight, I want to do this, I want to do that. But the reality is I'm happy with my blueprint. I don't need to look like Maya Jama. I don't need to look like... Definitely don't need to look like Steph London. I definitely Hell don't no. want to look like any anybody else i don't want to be no one else but me regardless of complexion i just, I just want, want to, to be, be me, me. exactly <laughs> so cut that shit out not every dark-skinned woman wants to fucking look like you or be i don't even bother with none of you like you guys are really just over there deluding and lying to yourselves and gassing yourselves and pumping your own heads up the reality is that no one gives a fuck and i'm not talking about all light-skinned women so stay the fuck out of your feelings and on that note good night right and goodbye so moving on and i saw something on instagram i think it was yesterday mm-hmm and it really irked me. It was from ZZ Mills, and I love ZZ Mills. I've loved her from Headscarf Diary Day. She just keeps it <laughs> real, and she doesn't give a fuck about you lot's opinion. That's it. She put this on her Instagram. I need two brave men who will openly admit that they don't date dark-skinned women. I desperately want to have this open table discussion. DM me, please. So she didn't come at anyone. Yeah. She just wanted to have a discussion. Just that. That's what she wrote. 556 comments Yay. later. This is, imagine looking at her other pictures um, and seeing like 40 comments on these pictures. Black men. She didn't say to you, hmm. she wants to argue. She didn't say she wants to fight. She didn't come at you. Yeah. You're not liking dark skin women. She just wanted to have a discussion. In their, always in their feelings. And you lot did the most talking. You're talking about how black girls do their weaves. You're talking about dark skin this in your DMs. You're oh, talking about I don't up. want no dark skin. Oh, shut That's the not fuck what she up. Asked. She, she that is not what she asked. She she did not ask you for your opinion. She just said she wants to have an open table discussion. 
But you lot who have the IQ of a fucking <laughs> newborn baby, yeah? Fish. You IQ, of, IQ a of a fish. newborn baby, yeah? You have come into her comments to start a fucking mess. And I, I don't think there was one dark-skinned guy that said, I'll, I'll have this discussion. And my thing is, is that with you black men, yeah, who don't date dark-skinned women, it's not that you don't date dark-skinned women, you're skipping into the sunshine of other races. You don't date dark-skinned women and you're so, you like to highlight the fact that you don't date dark-skinned yeah. women. You like to tell us why yeah. and you won't shut up about it. Yeah. It gets to the point where... Guarantee you there's going to be guys that are going to say, you see, you see, listen to these two girls. That's why I don't fuck with dark-skinned girls. Okay, I my guarantee problem with you black men is that every time a dark-skinned woman or a black woman has to say something, you're not listening. You're listening so that you can counter-gather yeah. us. Mm-hmm. You want to come back and attack the defense. <laughs> what I need you black men to do is listen to us and not respond. Mm-hmm. Unless you are a transsexual and you have lived life as a black woman previously, you have no <laughs> right to talk. Stop trying to give us advice. Stop trying us to... T- stop trying to tell us what to do. Do you know what, yeah? I listened to another podcast, yeah, who said they had a, they had, I think they had black guests on their show and they pull it to them. So, I just want to ask you one simple question. Yeah. Tell me the struggles of a black woman day to day. These people went deaf and dumb. Who, wait, yeah. hold on. What were they? Were they, they were black, black men? men. So of course, because how would they said, know? As a black ma- she said, as a black man, and she knows them quite well. They yeah. go on, they, they key key each other. Yeah. As a black man, I want to ask you, what are the struggles of a black woman day to day? Wait, sorry, hold on, hold on. So they didn't even just have examples of things they that they've learned. Because they don't care to know them. They obviously don't care to know. A lot of black men don't know the day-to-day struggles. Every time we talk, we're angry or we're not We're not doing this right, we're not doing that You need that to right. ask why we're angry. For the ones who are angry, you need to ask why. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, as a black woman, you can start a new job and you don't know no one, so you're quiet. You've got an attitude problem. White blonde girl starts a job, she's quiet. Oh, she's just shy. She's why cute. can't the black girl be shy as well? It's Why true. can't I be shy? I'm shy, I don't know you. What, what do you want me to do? My Walk sister gets that me? a lot. My sister's very shy and very quiet. And like, she, so many times she's gotten that. Especially from a lot of black, some black guys as well, where they've perceived her as she's got an attitude problem or not. It's like, no, she's actually just shy and very quick. Like, my sister's extremely shy and very quiet. And she doesn't just smile for no reason. What do you want them to do? Sit at, sit at their desk smiling to themselves. And then you'd be like, oh, that black girl's weird. <laughs> Literally, we can't win. You just can't. can't And that's, I think that's the problem as well. You do, I would never be so ignorant as to sit there and say, I know what a black man experiences day to day. My brothers tell me things that they experience day to day. And even I'm like, whoa, like shit. Okay, I've experienced some shit, but damn, that sounds like really, like my brother will say, you know, because my brother lives outside of um, England. He lives in another part of Europe and where he lives is quite racist. And you know, he's just like, you know, always constantly being perceived as a threat. And even I feel like that when I'm there. And I, you know, I, I feel like that even when I walk into shops, I'm so conscious of the fact that I'm black. But, you know, I can't still re- sit here and say that I know what a black man goes through day to day because I know it must be difficult. I'm a black female, I don't get pulled over. If I'm driving, I rarely ever get pulled over. But black guys have a different experience. They're getting pulled over all the time. So must I sit here and now start saying, oh, well, I never get pulled over. So what you're saying is just rubbish. Oh, they'll get over it. It's not that serious. They didn't do nothing to you, though. They didn't kill you, though. I would never do that. I'm still going to acknowledge that that's a problem. So it's like for people to sit there and have so much to say, but don't want to sit down and listen to what black women actually experience. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's hard to get an intelligent conversation out of dark skin men or black men in general that 
don't support or root for um, black um, black women. I mean, you lot show more support for Meek Mill. I've heard a lot <laughs> of talk about Liverpool and the Champions League, but when it comes to a black woman, <laughs> you lot are all the way over there, way, way, way over there, trying not to be around us. One of the comments on ZZ Mill's page talked about, I, I bet you all these dancing girls have filters on their faces. This is why can't we not have an intelligent discussion with discussion. you? Discussion. And this That's came so from a grown-ass black man who looks like he's. And what's worse is that don't other women use filters as well? Don't white women, light-skinned women, Chinese women, don't Indian women, Asian women? I think most women, a lot of women, use filters. Not most, sorry, black a lot. Black women are always calling themselves queens. Do you even know what a queen is? Black dark women are brought up to think light skin is better. My mum did not bring me up to think being light skin is better. Neither did my mine. aunties used to call me black and fucking shine when I was younger. There like, you go. Please, I don't know what coonery you were growing up around with, but don't paint all dark skin women with the same brush. That is not me. That is not my family. That is not any of my friends or my anyone I know. We all are being dark skin and we run with it. Let me tell you this. I think lack of education and lack of resources in life in general plays a huge part in that kind of mentality because when I look at my brothers, my brothers think the total opposite to people like that. And my brothers are very well educated. They have a private school education. They're both highly intelligent and they're both in numbers, accountant and economics. So they don't think that way. They have much, and they're very well traveled. So they have a Mm -hmm. far broader experience of the world and Mm -hmm. they've dated white girls. Mm -hmm. Like they went to an international school. My brother's first girlfriend was a Swedish girl, blonde hair, blue eyes, Aryan looking girl. But my brother loves him, a black girl. He loves him. They weren't dating white girls for the, they they weren't, they would never date a white girl and put down a black one. Mm -hmm. They've always hailed black women as the number one pinnacle. I remember when, remember Mystique back in the day, I used to think Alicia Dixon was like the prettiest one. Mm -hmm. My brother's, loved Sabrina and mm. I remember one day I actually said like was listening to watching MTV or something and like um, there's, I think it was came on and I was like oh hey hey hey, hey. <laughs> and yeah that came on and my, no 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 it was all I want is for you to be with me I don't know that one love me you. that song was a tune but yeah so it was the remix I think it was a Starship one and um yeah, like, I was like, damn, Alicia's so pretty. She looks so good. And I do think Alicia Dixon is really pretty. Mm-hmm. She's And she's so nice. Like, I've spoken to her before. She's just a really nice, very warm person. But my brothers were like, Sabrina is the ting. And at the time, I was like, what are you talking about? Sabrina's the ting. But they were like, nah, Sabrina is the one. Look at her body. Look at her face. Look at, like, they just loved Sabrina. And Sabrina was the dark one. So I was just like, okay, like, that's how my brothers are. So for me... I've never had an issue. That's part of the reason why I've never had an issue with myself. I just think, myself. have your preference. Who cares? Have your preference and that's fine, but you don't have to put down other women. Down. I can't imagine a white man dating an Asian woman and start coming for all white girls. They because they don't. don't. Do that. They don't. It's only black men that do that. It's only black men that when you're in a restaurant with mm-hmm. their white counterpart, they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I feel like it's black men that put it into white women's head that we have a problem. And yeah. I'm going to stand up here and speak for 99.9% of the black female population. We don't give a fuck. You're not the only black man out there. Yeah. Like literally, and half the time, no one's even looking, shitting or pissing your fucking direction. Exactly. To carry on walking. Like it's I'm just true. tired of it. I feel like the conversation needs to be had with intelligent black men. Yeah. Talk not about these dummies. This guy is on here saying, 
oh, this dark-skinned woman and the way they behave and this and that. But all of you lot are drug dealers. All of you lot need to get stopped and searched. The <laughs> no, next time you not. play loud music in your car, you deserve to get shot at the back of your head. Oh, that's where no. We're going. No, oh, yeah, yeah, what, okay, what you're I not going to you. do is say all black women are this, all black women are that. It's you true. can't paint everyone with the same brush. Same brush. Just like all, not all white that's people That's the type of women that they hang around. You need to get yourself around some better version of dark-skinned women. I tell people I work, I tell people what I do, and they're like, you don't, oh, that's rare. You don't get many black people in that profession. The CEO of the fucking company, the one at the top is a dark-skinned woman. There How about go. that? There you go. How See? about that? Look at that. And you know what? All right, let's 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 actually keep it real. When you go into the corporate world in the UK, majority of the black people that you do see are black, dark-skinned women. Dark-skinned I'm sorry. That's literally, and, and they're the ones that are in managerial positions. They're the ones that are being more, the most successful. Actually... There's, I think in America, it's either in America or the UK, I have to double check it, but no, 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 actually in the UK, West African girls are doing the best. Mm -hmm. They're actually the fastest progressing Mm -hmm. out of all of the races and all of the um, genders. That tells you a lot, primarily because the numbers are huger, like much larger of um, West African girls in the UK outside of like any others. That's not to say that the rest of us aren't able to do well, but it's because you guys come here more... You, you want to leave Nigeria more and West Africa more than I guess other people want to. But um, yeah, so it's like, you know, you guys are doing the best and that that does reflect because all the places that I've worked, especially when I still worked in the corporate world before I went into entertainment, most of the girls who were doing well, who were up there and had like managerial positions, they were dark-skinned girls. They were dark-skinned yeah. women. I seldom saw, and I'm, this is no shade to anybody, I'm just keeping it real. This is just my own perspective and what I saw from the corporate world and that was from working in multiple places in the city and in Canary Wharf. So I rarely see in I've not I've in I work in professional services, I currently work in public sex regulation and I've not seen a, a light skinned female. I have seen some light skinned males, but yeah. I've not seen a light skinned female, which is why I say colorism doesn't affect my day to day. Exactly. Which is why I'm saying I'm not an angry black woman because yeah. it's never affected me. Yeah. I've never been picked to the post because of a light-skinned person. Maybe in the entertainment industry, it's more so, but I'm thinking... No, it's more so... Even in entertainment, I will say this from an entertainment perspective. They don't care about what complexion you Mm -hmm. are in entertainment. First of all, that you rarely ever see black females anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, for me personally, I'm usually the only black female on the team and I'm amongst white males and maybe one or two females yeah like outside of the office if we're talking on location and stuff like that but the reality of it is that light skin um they they don't care about that entertainment Mm -hmm. and even it's more of an american thing to care about the complexion even i I, even if maya jama was dark i think she'd probably just be able to do just as well it's it's more the fact that she's attached to stormzy yeah it's not her on her own because she's kind of boring anyway so i don't believe that she would have been able to get the kind of career because she just she's she's got it she's okay she's a very standard bog standard presenter as far as tv goes she's very bland and i'm keeping this real last year and we were all like why is she here yeah i think she said one word like she's boring she, she was boring she's I hope boring she, I hope she ain't gonna be there this year <laughs> she's her. boring she hasn't really she's she's a good presenter but it's very box standard kind of stuff I like Yinka Yinka's much much more interesting you know Yinka I think she's on Capital Extra Yinka's a lot more interesting to me she's a mixed race girl half Nigerian half English and mm-hmm. I find her a lot more interesting than Maya but even with Yinka I don't then there's um, another girl who does radio she's on Kiss FM um, Tania I don't really listen to radio. To, I don't either. know. I don't. I just know them because it's entertainment. But I don't. I don't listen to um, K 
kiss. But yeah, she's she's like caramel borderline dark and or darker and you know she's doing her thing and there's no difference between her and yinka the reality is in entertainment it doesn't really matter what complexion you are black is black that's how they that's how they view it black is black i just want black men to just have our back more stop fighting us i understand you know what i think it is i understand that black people are at the bottom of the food Mm -hmm. chain and i feel like black men don't want to be at the bottom of the food chain which is why they continue to oppress a black woman and associate with white i just think you need to have our backs the same way we're willing to have your back you know the minute someone gets shot you don't want us to rip off our wigs and go protest with you <laughs> and when i'm out in these streets like i hate injustice so much and that's why i rise for my black men so much so i'm not black men bashing because if you're tall dark and you have a bed i'm ready to off my fucking pants for you like i'm not i'm, I'm not i, I ride for them but it's just so disappointing i remember one time i was with a friend and no, i was a, a friend and his friend and there was a situation that where they were in the wrong year and me and my friend got pissed off. The first thing that flew out of his mouth was just being an angry black woman. And I was just like, you look, don't want to acknowledge what you did. So you get me angry. And when I'm angry, I'm an angry black woman. Yeah. It's, shit, it's shit that it's shit pisses like that, me off. Yeah. You like to push us to the stereotype and yeah. you like to remind us that everyone thinks we're this, everyone thinks we're that. And then you now say it to us as well. Yeah. Like just have our What's back. worse is that? What makes these people... The thing of it is when you have limited experiences with white people, you actually lie to yourself about the, re- the reality. Let's keep it real. I grew up in white suburbia. All my friends were white when I was growing up. White girls are just as bitchy can be just as loud, can be just as annoying, can be just as over the top and dramatic as black women. So when I hear these stereotypes being thrown around, I fucking laugh. It fucking makes me laugh because I'm like, have you even fucking been around white women before you sit there and say white women are like this and what? And white women as well. I feel like you guys should do better because the reality of it is that it's very insulting for someone to say that they would rather be with you because you're more passive. Like, I, f- I would find that very offensive. I wouldn't take that as a pat on the back. I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't. Because to me, that's highly offensive. You're saying, because I'll sit there and allow you to fuck me over and treat me like however you want to treat me, I'm a be- I'm better because I'm a better doormat. But that woman over there won't tolerate it. If anything, we should even become allies. That's called a slave mentality. That's called a slave mentality. Called a slave mentality, and I really hope you lot just break out of it. One you day. have to. And you need white to... women are not the pinnacle. White women are just as bad. And half they of are. you men that go in and date white women, you learn very quickly that a woman is a woman, My regardless thing is of complexion. Date who you want. Date who you want, but just yeah. don't bash another race. Don't bash anyone no, else. I don't, think any, I don't think any race is perfect. Or white, put anyone on a Asian, pedestal. Mixed race. No one's perfect. Have exactly. Your, have your preference and have your preference in peace. Mm-hmm. Because the minute black woman start like Eve and Serena Janet Jackson you hey, do yeah. the most talking like black Twitter needed to be put in rice because <laughs> you would not stop talking and it's just like what is your issue what is your issue that these girls are going out with billionaires like what why are you mad Rihanna and Hassan why 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 are you not mad what what where, where, why where's why so much uproar because we're why not allowed you? we're not allowed to comment on who you're dating we exactly. have to sit down and be quiet because exactly. we're haters because we're angry because we've got issues with ourselves <laughs> because we want all the there's there's too many black men in the pond for me to be worrying about the one that's going the one that doesn't Anna, want Becky, thank whoever. you I don't care thank no one you. cares black men you're making it you're making it the issue yeah you're making us all mad out here in these streets yeah you tell your white girlfriends that we have issue they now feel uncomfortable yeah you have the issue you have a self-hating issue yeah 
and you need to deal with it but just stop dragging us black women down go to you. therapy go to therapy go to therapy we're good we love ourselves yeah we good we good we good out here we good out here oh, already we can't have a conversation with you lot about it because you don't start getting mad you don't start saying things about blonde weeds yeah. and yeah look at that the other day remember i told you the, there's a story ridiculous. about there was a video of a chinese boss that basically pushed his black female employee over some trivial shit wasn't even her fault pushed her and then here comes some of these men in the comments talking about why she got blonde hair because she got blonde hair i don't want to defend her and you see that the problem with you black men what you don't realize is that if they can fuck with your women and they can fuck with your kids you are easy bait if you don't you see white men white men actually and this is not anything to do with me or giving them props and whatnot white men will protect their women to the death that's why they used to lynch in america that's why a lot of you black men got lynched because the minute a white woman started crying that oh he looked at me he whistled at me he did this he did that your ass was hanging from a tree you were strange fruit hanging from a tree let's remember that so white men know what it is to protect their women that's what donald trump is doing that's why donald trump is on this whole thing of he make america great again and blah, blah, blah. all of that is just subliminals what he really wants is to get rid of you black men he, first of all his first agenda is to stop you black men from fucking his white women that's number one he doesn't want you lot fucking his white women. You get a lynch in America for you, back in the Even day. today, you still get Till. lynched. Emmett Till. Till, thank you. Google it. Thank you. We, we all know that story. You we know what I mean? And, you know what, and yeah. that's who you guys want to cape for. But guess what? When you're getting gunned down, how many Beckys are supporting you? Can I just ask? They're all quiet. There's pff, They're all, quiet. all them exotical Cardi Bs that you lot want to put on a pedestal every now and again. The exotic J-Lo's. Oh, give me a Cuban bitch. I want this. I want that. Those are the same women that have nothing to say when you lot are, de- are facing these day-to-day issues because guess what? They don't understand. They can't relate. They don't get it. And they don't give a fuck about you. On that note, I'm just done. If this, is, this whole topic had rooted from that post that our girl ZD mailed, put up and the, the hate that came the way, it really just... Very telling. You black men get gaslighted and then you come in your packs and your numbers... I feel like some of you didn't even read the whole post. They don't even get gaslighted because she saw, didn't gaslight them. You just them. saw something, something, black men, and you just came <laughs> to... You didn't even read it. You didn't, you didn't read it, digest, yeah. You didn't let it sink in. You just came to show up and show out. And they were triggered. Down. That's you what it triggered. is. You were they triggered. You were triggered because as a black woman, she wants to have a discussion. You feel yeah. like you don't owe black women no answers. Fuck you. <laughs> I can't deal And that's... I think that's really a part of the problem. It's like... That we just cannot have a healthy conversation. There, we have to actually. The problem is, there's been a silent war going on between black men war. and black women. It's a silent war, and if we don't address it, it's only gonna stand to get worse. It's gonna affect the next generation because look at that. Vi- there was a video. It's not affecting my child. Last week, God no, it's not gonna affect my kids. Last week, there was a video released. A black girl was fighting about twenty fucking Asian kids in a high school. The black girl tucked in. She swung one to the ground kicked another one into into outer space took this took that punched up one next one the other one didn't even know she had she all she had was stars on her head <laughs> guess who the fuck was recording that shit hey. black boys so the black boys were recording that shit instead of them to be like hold on one second the crew that she's fighting there's guys in that crew there's other boys in that crew that she's fighting you man let's go let's jump in Black men nah. don't stick up for black women. I remember. No, nah, they record. Coming, That's what they do. I was coming back from work and God, 
because there were so many black men around me, I thought I would be cool. This guy's pulled up in his convertible, whatever I did. I wasn't checking What him. was he? Um, he was a black man. I was black, I was yeah. on the phone, yeah, to my friend. And he was like, can I talk to you? I was like, I'm on the phone. He was like, oh, get off the phone. I was like, I got a man. He's like, fuck your man, innit, yeah? And I was like, Whoa. okay. I'm, I, I started ignoring him. He drove off. He came back down the road. I said, why the fuck are you being rude for, you ugly bitch? Wow. Surrounded by a black man. This man was like, I should cut him. I can't punch you in the face. What? Thank God a bus came. It wasn't even my bus. I just jumped on the bus and got the fuck out of there. But these black men started just edging back like, no one was trying to have my back. Listen. No, the only person that came to my defense this is why you was, have a, to be nice to was, was a little Chinese man who wow. was just like, he was like shielding me from this man. Like, and he was just like, he was ushering me to get on the bus, even though it wasn't my bus. But these black men just all moved back. And I didn't do nothing. I was on the phone to my friend. I just didn't want to talk to you. And wow. you, you went around and you reversed because you thought, fuck it, this, this girl don't want to talk to me. And you came back to call me an ugly bitch. Okay. Low self-esteem, low self-esteem. But what shocked me was there was like big black men from road men yeah. to working guys. None and they all started thing. moving away from the bus stop. And the one person that stood No, that's fine, because next the, time it would be the their sister. Chinese, the five-foot Chinese guy. Nah, next time it would be their me sister. Onto a bus. Next time it would be their sister. That's what they don't realise. Next time it would be your cousin, your sister, your niece, your daughter. It would be one of them. And then you'll have to be watching them with a black eye because nobody else stood up for them. That's the thing. You have to stand up for each other. You know, like, other races... They stand up for each other so much. You see it on the train all the time. The minute, all the time. The minute something's going on, you just see all the, all yeah. the, all the white people are ready to just. They're back ready. It. Yeah. Remember that time on the plane coming back from Morocco? Oh, the whole geez. plane. Started the whole us. plane. The whole. They something it was didn't know us the versus the, the BA flight from the front, from they the didn't captain. Didn't know what was going on to the back. All the white people on the plane. They didn't even know what was going together. on. Yeah. And it was just it's like true. all the coloured people, the, the eight of us. And the whole plane, people who were not even there, were ready to back it. Yeah. And that was black people. They'd all be nodding their heads. They will. They, they, if if anything, the black people will be trying to get in with the the other people because they'll be like, oh, especially if it's a, a black females and then there's black guys. The black guys are not are not gonna take up. They'll be like, oh yeah, I know they're problematic, right? They're not gonna see the situation for what it really is. And I'm once again, we're not talking about all. We're just speaking in general. I feel like. You know, just the Black Lives Matter movement in itself shows you how much black women have got black men's back. But unfortunately, it's just not the same the other way around. And even things like what what's happening to Chris Brown? Chris Brown is constantly has a tar- constantly has a target on his back, right? Dark skinned women take up for Chris Brown the most on social media. No one else. All the white women, all the silent, all the exoticals, all of the Cardi B Mexicano and all of the Latina baby. They're silent. They have nothing to say when it comes to Chris Brown's issues. Every time I go into a comment section where it's something to do with Chris Brown, because recently he had that whole thing of being accused, uh, being sued by someone who says she was raped at his party and whatnot. Guess what? Nada to say. Nothing. Not a word, not nothing, not this, not that. Nothing from anybody except for dark-skinned women. We know what it is to cake for you guys. And I do it myself. I've actually had to stop myself from doing it now. When I see I things pop okay. up, I stop myself. No, I stop myself because my thing is that you guys don't deserve it. Unfortunately, in because of a, f- a certain number of people, black men who don't have respect for black women, I'm now having to withdraw all of my support because I feel like now it's looking like this, they're going to have to learn the hard way. They're going to have to know what it feels like to not have black women having their backs because guess what? We've been a buffer for a lot of the shit that you guys should have experienced but did not you know what i mean we've taken the arrows into our backs for you guys so many times 
And I think we're tired now. I know. I'm gonna keep it real. I will still ride for my black men. No, I'll ride for them. I'm, I love I'm, my black I'm men. But if I don't know you now, course. fuck that. And if I don't I know you, myself. When I see some sort of injustice going on, or when I see a black, even if it's oh, boys, do you, oh no no no, in, in public, I yeah. But I'm talking more like even like celeb stuff as still, well. I will still root. I just want you to. Nah, I, I, I want you. To, I just want them to do better. I don't want it to be like we're gonna now drop our arms because if without the the black woman i really feel like you black women would be nothing and that's just that they would like, be nothing would be nothing without we support a them. lot of you lot know this and i feel like you should just do better and um, we support you so much yeah we fight so passionately for you guys we're out there we're out there doing the most for you and all we want back is when we're being when we're being gaslighted when anything's happened to us in the public eye you don't just need to support us and yeah that's really that and on that note not even just in the public eye anywhere in the workplace on the street in in social settings just have our backs like shit that is all we're asking for just have our back as much as we have yours yeah and deep down no matter what happens you are still black exactly <laughs> and we're in this together we're in this together and on that note, on that note, we are going to move over to the L of the week. <laughs> okay. Lord have mercy. The L of the week. So the L of the week this week is going to be going to Andy Cohen and his comments about Kim Zosiak being ganged up on at the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion recently. Aww. Someone please fucking play the violin. Boo fucking who. So basically, the reason why I'm giving this to him is because number one, black women are the biggest supporters of the Real Housewives of Atlanta franchise. Number two is the biggest franchise out of all of the franchises that he has. It gives him the most money, makes him the most money and makes the network the most money. And number three, he was the same one at the reunion talking about how, Kim, you had a bad season. Your season was negative. You, there was nothing positive to show. And then you now want to turn around and backpedal because her and her white supremacist husband got underneath you and they were refusing to film that dying show, Tardy for the Party or whatever the fuck. I've never even watched one episode of that trash. I gave it to him as well because it kind of um, reinforces everything that we fucking know, which is that people are happy, other races are happy to take our money, but they're never actually happy to support us when we need the support because even when he was saying that to Kim it didn't even feel like he was trying to have them lots back I feel like he was just being real about the situation but then the reason why it's even more problematic that he came out and retracted which he's now come back out and pussy popped backpedaled and pussy popped again to say that he shouldn't have said that but the reason why is because it's like you're talking about five african-american women who attacked one white woman no motherfucker you were not a victim that's number one let's remember when remember kenya's first reunion do you remember that yeah she got fucking hazed they've on her first gathered. reunion Nini they've all well. been got nini's Ooh, that time Favourite, when nini made one. it but as a black like, woman no, you gotta be strong favorite. anyway there you go strong see but that's the issue that i'm having every time it's black women it's like because we can take hits and we know how to um like help ourselves through the situation somehow we get our victimhood stripped of us we get told nah like did it it doesn't make sense to me at the end of the day she knew all the shit that she did was wrong she's not the first person to be gathered like that if you had an issue with it then you should have been having an issue with it when it was happening to other people on different reunions Mm. 
So you definitely get the L of the week. Fuck that shit. And do you know what? Congratulations, black women. I'm fucking proud of you. Let me tell you why I'm proud of you. Because for once, actually not for once, you guys always do it, but you just did it in a really good way. You made it clear that you were going to take your support away from something. And because of that, as a result, you got the respect that you deserved. Because the reality of it is that if he didn't think his coins were going to be affected, he wouldn't have been bothered about it at all. And that's what we need to keep doing more of. Yeah. Say you're going to boycott shit. When shit is not working for you, these people are out here disrespecting you, right. making you look a certain type of way, making you look like this and that, and not giving a fuck about your opinions. You need to be like, do you know what? That's fine, cool, do that. But guess what? We're not going to support your shit anymore. Bye. We're going to take our money back. Goodbye, good night, and have fun. We need to do more of that because I think that's where you get results. That's where you get your respect because guess what? You have so much buying power. I remember watching something, I think it might've been blackish where they said, if, Af- if African-Americans were a country, they would be the 15th richest nation because of their buying power. Buying power is everything. Buying power is everything. And when you realize how much, buy- like fucking hell, this stuff is like textbook. Martin Luther King used to fucking do it. Like, it's literally textbook stuff. Like, sorry, she's telling me to wrap up. (laughs) But yeah, it's like textbook stuff. Like, Martin Luther King used to do it. Like, pull the plug on shit and then they'll change the policies. But yeah, anyway, that's the end of the week. Sorry. I rambled. I'm going to say the win of the week is this podcast. The feedback, it's been amazing. Like, you lot loved it. Yay! Some, what did someone say to me for telling your elder week you're a marine? I just want to put this claim out there. I'm not hurting in any way. No, she's not. <laughs> like, I don't care. She's it's, over it's it. It's a laughable L. Yeah. So I understand a lot of people reaching out to me saying, you shared your story. I can't believe it. Thank you. But I really didn't even care like that. But the feedback from the podcast has been great. And it the has. fact that we're on 4,700 views. We're not really active on social media. So this has literally all been from word of mouth. Yeah. And people reposting on their snaps and Instagram and broadcasting it. I well see done, all of guys. y'all that supported it. And I also see, see all of you lot that didn't support it, but you still listen. So thanks for the listening anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it's we're so going to keep coming back to you. That's and again, it. we were sipping on red wine. This was £4 for Morrison's today. Morrison's <laughs> did not sponsor us. They ain't trying to fuck with us, but this wine has been some really good wine. It's yeah. it called Shy Pig. It's called Shy Pig. So we are coming to you. Shy Pig is 11% and you don't need to add anything to it. Yeah. No, it's actually okay. There's a, little, there's a little pig on it with three barrels. Yeah, thank you, guys. But yeah, thanks, we've guys. We've actually gone on today. Well, I know. Shoot. But we'll be back again next week, guys. We'll be back. Some more tea and mess. Definitely. All right, guys. Toodles.